4: And good morning, good morning, good morning. I am so happy and proud for the people of Oklahoma this morning. They did the right thing on marijuana. The state question of 820 in Oklahoma tonight has failed and uh, the the residents of Oklahoma voted against against state eight, question 820, which would have legalized recreational marijuana for adults in the Sooner State. Now they do have in Oklahoma about 400 uh, uh, medical dispensaries for marijuana, but but you know that's that's on a health issue. But when it comes to uh, recreational marijuana. The residents in Oklahoma, for now, have said no, and hopefully that's a tide that will start uh, spreading. A lot to get to this morning. It almost seems like Americans these days are on their own. Fend for yourself. Make it work. While we are slapped in the face yet again, the city of New York opens a new 24-7 Migrant Center, I wonder where the money for that is going to come from. 24-7 a week, uh, seven days a week, Migrant Arrival Center, which will serve as a hub for newly arrived migrants, and they'll be able to arrange uh, a number of services, including legal assistance. According to officials, more than 30,000 migrants remain in the city's care. Mayor Adams, by the way, uh, said Tuesday that he will be uh, stumping, campaigning for President Biden's reelection. And uh, at least for now, he's talking out of both sides of his mouth. He says he will continue to criticize the federal government's handling of the migrant crisis imagine that you're on the stump in some state and you're going to criticize biden on the uh, on the uh, migrant crisis that's not going to happen and so but he is he's one of several uh, surrogates who've been tapped by the biden campaign team to sing the president's praises during his anticipated 2024 reelection run Several of you have called up the program over the last couple of days telling me about the hardships that you or loved ones are going through with the food stamp uh, benefit cuts. And um, one person in particular, one of our listeners, uh, Phyllis, uh, uh, called and told me about her problem. And I'm I'm hoping to hear from uh, Phyllis this morning uh Phyllis sent me a uh, detailed email about the problems that she is going through and uh if you go to my podcast it's up and running now Dominic Carter City Hall it's on this issue of the cut to food stamps mostly for senior citizens and and I I I feature some of your calls uh Lorraine in Brooklyn Jacqueline from Boston it's up and up and running Dominic Carter City Hall on the WABC website. And so this is all wrong. In terms of it should be America First. Mayor Adams unveils the migrant crisis blueprint that will include an upstate job training Program and national resettlement efforts. Now, how about an upstate jobs program for an additional one, perhaps, for the people uh, that that are the mayor's uh, constituents? How about that? Another issue we're going to deal with this morning, I really want to hear from you folks, the deadly fentanyl wave sweeping the country. The problem is getting worse, not better. Worse, not better. Highly addictive drug that can kill you. Fifty times more powerful than morphine, and it has flooded the United States as Mexican cartels smuggle the synthetic drug in from the southern border and other ports of entry. And uh, you already know a number of fatal uh, overdoses around the country. And some of you that uh, brought me up to point on this were, were correct. And and that's this. Fentanyl, because when you first mentioned this last week, I was skeptical. I, I guess, call, call me an optimist. I wanted to believe that it wasn't true. But fentanyl is being used a combination with an animal sedative commonly used for livestock like horses and cows. In other words, an animal tranquilizer, those of you that called up and and brought this to my attention, you were a 1,000% correct. An animal tranquilizer is being mixed with fentanyl and the result is that if it's not death, it's turning humans into zombies, the walking dead. And it's literally rotting skin, literally rotting your skin. And I, I, I know college kids will be college kids, but this TikTok thing, it, it it's doing a lot more bad than good. Dozens of students at the University of Massachusetts that I drank when I was in college, got a little freedom to get away from home, went upstate, I'm on my own. Of course I did. Beer, drinks, and so on. Dozens of students at the University of Massachusetts have been hospitalized over the weekend after taking part in a dangerous binge-drinking trend involving something called the blackout rage gallons. right? So it was so bad, so bad at the University of Massachusetts that 28 ambulances had to be called, so many that neighboring towns had to send their emergency vehicles too. As students took part in what's known as the annual St. Patrick's Day uh, celebration called Blarney Blowout at the Amherst School. A lot to get to this morning. I see your calls, but I I just want to focus on this for a second. I see Phyllis is standing by. We'll go to her in just a second. But Texas, this fentanyl thing, Texas alone has seized enough fentanyl to kill 200 million people this year alone, officials say. Think about that for a second. So this drink, or whatever it is, uh, injection, whatever it is, but it includes an animal sedative that's used for livestock like horses and cows and fentanyl, and the overdose deaths are up through the roof. And it's this stuff is scary because in Philadelphia, It's being sold for as little as $4, but some dealers are giving it away for free. You know why, to get you hooked, and then we know what happens after that. And here's something that's even a bit more scarier. Narcan, which is used to reverse the effects of an opioid overdose, in some cases, does not work with this. And what I'm thinking about, because I know that I'm I'm going to have a conversation now with my daughter, grown woman, my son, grown man, even my nine-year-old grandson. Obviously, he's not going to be at a bar, but about not drinking something uh, that you don't know where it came from. If, If you're at a bar... Think about this for a second, folks. You are at a bar, a college student's at at a bar. A female goes to the bathroom for a second, and some guy, some lowlife, putting a fentanyl pill in her drink. It could kill her or him right there. So this can happen in terms of accidents as well. And I'm going to start with your telephone calls. We see all the calls, and the problem is getting worse, not better. And I haven't even mentioned yet what a group of teenagers did in in Queens over the weekend storming into a Chinese restaurant. They were definitely a wolf pack. And they destroyed the the restaurant in College Point, Queens. This happened this weekend. This weekend. I want you to listen, before I start with the telephone calls, I want you to listen to this man who appeared on Fox. His name is Frank Rodriguez, and he's a business owner and a former drug addict. And he's talking about the fact that this fentanyl, mixed with the animal tranquilizer is literally eating human skin and leaving people like absolute zombies.
5: It's it's crazy what it's doing. It's producing these open sores that are... It's, it's eating their flesh, basically. Um, it's finding the easiest way out, the path of least resistance, and that is coming straight out through the flesh and eating their skin. It's, are they, it's horrible.
0: Are they taking this in a pill form? Is it injected? Is it smoked? How are they doing this and how are they getting a hold of it?
5: So, right now in the streets of Philly, um, you know, you can buy bags of fentanyl mixed with xylazine for as, you know, as little as $3, $4. Uh, it's given away free numerous times throughout the day. And the most... Uh, most of the people are injecting it which is that's what's causing the problem um, it's actually a, a horse tranquilizer it's used for uh, treatment of with animals and um, it's, it's absolutely horrible I'm telling you when you're in a group of three or four people you can smell rotting flesh mm. and you know that at least one of them is you know has is suffering from these open sores and it's it's it almost looks like you know for for lack of a better term, um, like the Walking Dead, the zombies that mm-hmm. you see. That's what it, like it's it's absolutely horrible.
4: The problem is getting worse, not better. And it seems like our leaders are not really focusing on this. Certainly not enough to uh, stem the problem. A lot of issues to get to. A lot this morning, and. You know, Mayor Adams opening this migrant center and they are going to establish a program at uh, SUNY Sullivan Upstate where 100 migrants can live on campus. Picture this now, live on campus and to help them get on their feet. But that's making a terrible assumption that they want to get on their feet. You don't know necessarily that they want to be self-sufficient. But they're going to have 100 slots at the college, and this is what's going to happen. This, while two to three of the telephone calls standing by right now are people stating that I choose between food and medicine, Dom. Uh, And we're going to talk to Phyllis in a second. And Jennifer has brought us up to date about a relative and her family. And again, Jennifer is one of the folks in my podcast this week, uh, Dominic Carter City Hall, uh, in which we spoke to Jennifer last week, and it, it was a rough call as she was describing the choices that her loved one must make between what are the priorities in, in terms of financially, in terms of eating. But let's start with uh, Robert. Robert in Suffolk County. Good morning, Robert. What's on your mind? Hi,
6: Dominic. Um, I know how bad it is, man. It's so dangerous. I have a solution for this type of thing. Now, there's a drug which is called ISO, I-S-O, and the name is Iso it's a hundred times more powerful than fentanyl, even. Now these drugs, there are other drugs already made that they work well, and they're a lot safer for animals and for, pe- wait, for wait, wait, people. Wait, 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 wait,
4: wait, wait, Robert. I'm trying. So, you, are you saying they work well as a counter, or you're saying that they that it's a better option for people looking for a quick get high? I'm not following what you're saying.
6: There are, there are plenty of other drugs that are far less dangerous that are already made and in use,
4: right? But, right but, Robert, but Robert, but you know, for an addict, they're looking for the best high possible. You know that, and so we have to th- go ahead.
6: We have to we have to cut the diversion supply from the manufacturers. There are drugs like these. But wait, I think, I, but I wait, 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 Robert,
4: know. how are you going to cut fentanyl? The manufacturers don't have anything to do with that.
6: Reschedule it to Schedule 1 so it's illegal
4: like heroin. Mm. Okay. All right. All right. Well, well, fair enough. Fair enough. And, Robert, I, I thank you for that call, and, and you have a uh, beautiful morning as I uh, as I said, folks, we are also dealing with the fact, and I'm going to break it down, this new migrant center, the services that are going to be offered by the city of New York. I guess the silver lining for us is they're going to try and ship some of the migrants to other cities, uh, but they are establishing a program at a local community college where 100 migrants will live on campus. And just imagine that those are spots that could be for your son, your daughter, but they're giving them to migrants. And, of course, who do you think is going to pay for this? Not the migrants. I mentioned uh, Phyllis. I want to go to Phyllis because, Phyllis, I spoke to you, I believe, uh, two weeks ago and two or three weeks ago. And you were telling me you were telling me that you had a similar situation as one of the other listeners here, David. And and a GoFundMe page was started for David. What What is your situation, Phyllis?
7: Well, I really thank you so much for thinking of me. Hello, how are you? Um, well, at the time that we were talking, I had run out of stamps. I always run out around the middle of the third week, and then I have to, maybe the second and a half week. So then I'm on tuna fish. I was explaining I eat a lot of tuna fish, which I share with my cats and, you know, really keep a low budget on food. So that's the situation, and I don't have any other money, really, to go out and buy other food. I want to point out something, too, if I may, which is a little bit, Aside, But I explained to you that Adult Protective Services, I don't know how much I should say on the radio, but I will, came, was supposed to come to my home to do a clean-out of the apartment. And they came last week, and they were just, it was so difficult to work with them. They kept taking things they weren't supposed to take and throwing them in black bags in front of my eyes. And they took, the reason I mentioned it, they started to take some food. I said, what, are you going to take my food, too? It's not expired. I don't have enough stamps right now to buy more food. So I'm just pointing out that an agency that's supposed to be helpful is doing other things they shouldn't be doing and they were going to throw out the food and if i hadn't stopped them they might have emptied out the fridge too i don't know but we had to stop the job unfortunately which places me now a position of jeopardy which i wrote you a long letter and i hope you received it i wrote it to abc radio
4: i I, I received i received your email and i read i read every word before a very long
7: letter before it
4: it was long but i read every word Uh, i i i I, I try my best to read every email and there are always a lot but thank i I, so I, I read yours every word uh, oh, b- you before so before going to sleep and I, oh, I, <laughs> I, I I don't want to um I don't want to reveal some of the other problems right. because that's up to right. you to reveal right. and not it's not on me but what I'm well, hoping what I'm hoping Phyllis I because be I, I I said that I would try and help you the same way that our WABC family was able to help uh David. And so, mm-hmm. what what I'm hoping, what I'm hoping, because you're up against time constraints, and Absolutely. again, because we're on the radio, I'm not revealing uh, everything that you're dealing with right, right, right now. But you but understand it. I, I do understand it. But mm-hmm. I, I'm hoping because it would be un- unethical for me to do so. I'm hoping the same way that Lars and uh, Los Angeles did for David. I am really hoping that one of our uh, listeners will start a GoFundMe page for you, Phyllis. That would be wonderful. Uh, b- I would love that. Because uh, you're dealing with a, a very, again, folks. I'm not revealing all of uh, uh, Phyllis's uh, business. Um, you know, whatever she may want to reveal later on. That's that's on her, but it's not my my place.
7: Well, At, I could reveal it now if you wish me to, but um,
4: why? Well, I, I have a I ton. I have a ton of calls, Phyllis, but okay. but if you know, <laughs> go ahead, you can reveal a little bit if you want to.
7: Well, it's just that. Um, well, I don't know. Okay, I'm just taking a chance here. Unfortunately, I have a very cluttered apartment, which became that way after many, many years. I've lived here 56 years, collecting everything from the family. I'm the last one in the family left, so I'm like the guardian of the heritage. So um, someone called somebody called Adult Protective Services. I didn't want them in the picture, and they wanted to do a clean-out. But when they do a clean-out, it's really a raid. They just take everything. They're not respectful. They're supposed to let you put your stuff in a certain spot or label it. And I had tried to do that. I wasn't really good at it. But they they somehow got in and started taking other things. Like they took my mother's shoes, which I felt was not right because I'm remembering her. You know, maybe you don't need them, but they took the food. They took uh, a whole bunch of stuff. And they were so disrespectful and difficult. And they kept coming and coming. I said, please, slow down. Stop. They wouldn't. So finally this caseworker who's supposed to be in my corner, she stopped the whole job and canceled it, which is very bad because that means now i could face a court order or something else i don't know they haven't told me yet to to do the finish the job so i was just trying to hope i was hoping and pleading and begging, can I please have someone who would help me do this clean-out in a more private manner that would be more respectful? I did have another crew previously, but we never finished everything, and there's still a lot to do. And now I'm really on a time constraint, and I don't know what it is, because they haven't told me, the caseworker never called me back or told me, yes, we're putting in a court order, or you only have 10 days, or we're going to make you leave the apartment, or we want to make you leave forever. I don't know, and I have two pets that I want to keep safe. So I'm very scared. I'm really, really scared that I'm going to lose my home, and I don't want that to happen. And, and right. believe me, if I I would just
4: pay I, the company, I, I, and I, I, that would be that. I didn't want to say that part about about you're, you're looking at um, uh, losing where where you live. But Phyllis, what what I want to do because I do have to move on now. Okay,
8: thank what, you so what, much.
4: What I what I do want to do is uh, the same way, Lars. Uh, in Los Angeles, and bless his heart, Lars yeah, stepped wonderful. up and started a GoFundMe page uh, for David. I'm hoping that one of you folks within the sound of my voice will do mm-hmm. the same for Phyllis. And and if you can email me at the radio station, and I at that time I'll give you uh, Phyllis's uh, email address. And uh, she she's in need of help. And I had mentioned a few weeks ago. Thank you for the call, Phyllis. I had mentioned a few weeks ago that I would help her, and so uh, I can't do it because it's a conflict of interest, but I'm hoping that someone else will step up again. Now, I see here Loretta in Brooklyn, and we're going to get to all the other issues because I really want to focus on fentanyl this morning and animal tranquilizers, a a combination of the two, and it's leaving flesh. It's eating people's flesh and leaving them like zombies, but, Loretta, in Brooklyn, uh, Loretta, you, you're you in a similar situation?
9: Yes. Um, good morning, Dominic. Uh, it, it's been a while since I talked to you. But, yes, this is the first time I couldn't afford my prescriptions last month. They had four ready for me, and I could only take two. Because of the cut in food stamps, you need your money for food when your stamps run out. So now, just before you got on, I actually counted the pills in one bottle. I'm not taking my medicine as prescribed every day. I'm taking them every other day. And I wanna make an appointment at the doctor's for the beginning of next month before my birthday um, so that my weight is good on the scale. And I don't know, I'm I'm due for a blood test. I don't know what the blood test is gonna show because I'm not taking my medicine as prescribed. And uh, I just heard from an old friend, the last woman I met when I was locked up in the joint, I call Rehab Center the joint because you're locked up. And um, I told her, um, uh, next month I'm, I'm 78 if I make it. That means I'm pushing 80. And I actually told her, you know, I'm glad I'm almost done because this, this this is too much to live with.
4: Wait, 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 wait. Loretta, when when you said I think you just said you're pushing almost eighty and in quote unquote, you're glad that you're almost done, what does that yeah. mean?
9: Because uh how much more am I going? Only God knows that. But most of my life is behind me and I'm glad I'm almost done. Music keeps me up and and brings me up and I don't have a television anymore. I rely on the radio and music, the old cassette tapes. My niece just sent me a few more tapes and the, the little radio outside that I can play my tapes with because that's everything to me. It gives me a rhythm to walk outside and a beat, and and otherwise I can't do it. And uh, um, I'm glad. I mean, uh, I leave it to you youngsters out there to fix what's wrong. Because in my lifetime, I don't think it's ever going to be the way it should be. And and that's that's it. My heart is pounding now. I, I'm not wishing to die. I'm, I'm grateful for the years I got. but uh, and, and I have an attitude of gratitude because for three years I couldn't walk. I still cut my own hair because for three years I couldn't walk. I had to cut my hair, and I still do it, and I've gotten good at it. My doctor couldn't believe that I live without A.C., no fan, and I cut my hair. He didn't know it. And, and and that's the way it is. They're making us choose between food and medicine. So, of course, I'm glad I'm almost done. I mean, this is torture sometimes.
4: I'm I'm really sorry, Loretta. Um I'm I not, I'm I, not asking, no, I'm not asking for help. No, no, uh, no, 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 no. I you didn't imply that I, I'm I'm sorry to hear someone say that I'm I'm glad I'm almost done. I mean, uh because what do I have to look forward to?
9: That's why I don't care about politics. Nothing is going to change for me no matter who's in office. I remember uh, a friend of mine told me uh, she got all negative on me because she was moving to – she was Canadian. She was going to Canada with her new husband who happened from, – from this building who happens to be an alcoholic. So alcohol is a depressant, not a stimulant. And she got negative on me, and she said Trump is going to cut the food stamps. So I reacted very innocently. I said, well, God's gotten me this far. I trust he'll get me the rest of the way. And I still trust in God to get me the rest of the way, but I'm also glad I'm almost done. I mean, I've had it. How much can you take? Um, and, and I'm not. I'm not asking for help uh, uh, because you know uh, 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 I know what it is to live blind. I was almost blind, according to my eye surgeon. So I. I don't know what it is to live that way, but I know for two years out of the three that I couldn't walk, I couldn't see. I let my eyes go because I couldn't walk. I let my weight go. I got worse and worse. By the grace of God, I got to the right um hospital the right rehab and everything kicked in when you do your part god does his part i know it
4: well but, i i have to step in loretta uh i i do want to say this i want to continue um chatting with you uh another night um I, i'm also going to ask our great wabc family if someone could find it within their heart to um loretta i want you to hold on and i want you to Give our team uh, an email address or any way that I could reach out to you. And email, it, I and, have nothing. Okay, well then, you, if you could leave a telephone number, because I have to, I have to have a way to privately reach out to you. And um, if someone is willing to help and, and start a GoFundMe page for you as well, uh, I will pass them your information. Because what, what's, what's not sitting right with me, Loretta. And it won't sit right with me until this problem is resolved for you. What's not sitting right with me? I understand the food, and that's horrible. But I never thought that I would have a a person tell me a senior citizen tell me that they are 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 taking their medication alternatively every other day, which is dangerous and life threatening because you don't have enough money. Uh, to pay for it so you know obviously we can't help everybody but um loretta just just quickly because i I am six minutes past my break have you reached out to the uh, drug companies
9: yes i was on the phone with social security medicare medicaid and my prescription part d plan uh i couldn't sleep for two nights i was crying uh, my prescriptions used to cost a dollar thirty five now they're up to four fifteen when it goes into quite a few prescriptions, you just can't afford it
4: and they they don't have a program for senior citizens to help you
9: no uh the, the lady from Medicare who was willing to, to look on her screen at, she said you're with the best program for you okay
4: well so. we'll 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 see loretta um i i do i do feel that God is on your side, and and we'll see. Loretta, please hold on and and leave a telephone number where I can reach you privately, and uh, we'll see if one of our listeners will start a GoFundMe page for you as well. Thank you very much, Loretta. Uh, folks, I am so late for a commercial break, so but I just could not cut off Loretta. So we're going to do that. When we come back, we're going to go – to New Jersey, Brooklyn, Boston, South Carolina, Staten Island, and Elmont. Talk Radio 77,
1: W-A-B-C.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail.
4: and we are back Dominic Carter here with you talk radio 77 WABC coming up at 1 a.m Frank Murano and the other side of midnight like I said folks I wanted to focus on the fentanyl and the animal tranquilizers that are being mixed and you folks were correct when I was skeptical about this and I finally had time to to look it up and sure indeed. You were completely correct on this. Uh, A lot of calls. I'm going to go to Jacqueline and uh, not Jacqueline, Jennifer and Boston. I'm going to go to Jacqueline as well. But first, but first, I want to go to uh, Ed on Staten Island. Good morning, Ed. What's on your mind?
6: Oh, hi. How are you? You know, I I run a food pantry out of my church, and there's a thousand Loretta's out there every day. People don't realize how Senior citizens are struggling.
4: A thousand Loretta's out there every day, Ed.
6: Yeah, yeah. We're being squeezed, Dominic. They they raise our taxes, and we don't get any services. It's uh. It's it's death by a thousand cuts.
4: Ed, thank you. Uh, for the call, uh, it's not what I want to hear, but but I, I I try to be a realist, and so that's what's going on. We we need to hear it, Michael, on the Upper East Side. Good morning, Michael. What's on your mind?
10: Hey, I heard the tail end of uh, Loretta's uh, discussion with you. She must contact State Senator Kruger from New York. She is an advocate for the elderly. She must call up her office. There's a New York number, which which can be easily gotten. And she is an advocate for seniors. So if there's a way to help this woman. Now, I know for a fact that there is a Part D plan, which I'm sure she qualifies for, <coughs> where you pay no premium, you pay zero premium each month, and you get the benefit of a
11: huge
10: reduction in the cost of your prescriptions. So something that might be worth $40, you wind up paying $4 for the uh, prescription. So please get her a message that she must call. uh, The New York City number for State Senator Kruger And if someone can help, that is the person.
4: Michael, thank you for that call. We're we're discussing the situation for Loretta and Phyllis. And um, when David was going through his difficulties recently, Lars out of Los Angeles started a GoFundMe page for him. And uh, as I said earlier, folks, it would be inappropriate for me to do so. But for any of you as our listeners, if you want to step up, it would be greatly appreciated And you could send me an email at the radio station uh, once it's set up, and I will send you the private information on on each of them. Jennifer in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. Hi, Dominic.
11: Um, This is so sad, really, but I want to thank you for your patience and your sense of compassion and empathy, and I just think you're a prince among men. I think you're a very special soul, and I thank you for giving people the opportunity to be heard because people feel invisible. they feel like they do not matter, and they do. uh, These are just good, decent, everyday people, and this is just giving us a glimpse into their daily life and to what it is like. And you know what? The people in the New York State Assembly, they do not care. The people in the White House, they do not care. People in Congress, who cares? Who cares for them? But if if an illegal immigrant gets a hang now. We have congressional hearings, we have visits to the border, we have visits to the facilities, whatever. It's sickening. And, you know, there's a quote that says, all that it takes for evil to prevail is for good men to do nothing. Well, you know what? The people in this country have sat back and taken it. Some of us talk about it, but who's doing anything about it? Nobody. And these wonderful human beings that have just lived good lives unless, you know, poor Loretta, she doesn't wanna die. She just doesn't wanna live like this anymore. She deserves better. She should get better and she's not. And most people don't even wanna hear her. Thank God for your decency in giving her an opportunity to speak. It's sickening. And, and if I could quickly, Dominic, um, the, both of them should be able to get help. If their doctors aren't helping them in either one of those situations, they should look elsewhere. Um, for, for Loretta, for instance, there's low income uh, fuel assistance. They also offer air conditioners, um, all sorts. There are all sorts of things through elder services in your neighborhood or your community. Um, they can connect you helping you fill out paperwork applications for things, um, different benefits and to make sure that you are getting the benefits you're entitled to that can connect you with us, uh, nonprofits that will help you with things. A lot of times, not the government agencies, but the nonprofits. There was a homeless woman up here, 72 years old, for over a year living in her car. You know how she got help? Not through the government, because she's not an illegal. She got help through a nonprofit. So um, your elder services, and also there are there also uh, lawyers for the elderly. Um, so I, I, you know, specifically to help people in these circumstances. So I would just encourage them, let them know they're being prayed for and they are cared for. And I adore you, Dominic. And I thank, thank you for hearing Thank
4: you, Jennifer. We appreciate you. Before I take a break, I want to bring in, uh, from Los Angeles, Lars. Lars was the, uh, listener that took it on his own to start the GoFundMe page, which did very well for David in the Bronx. Good morning, Lars.
2: Hi, Dominic. You know, I am so blessed. I am, um, I'm in my early sixties. I have a comfortable police retirement. And when I hear these stories, it just breaks my heart. When I heard David's story, it broke my heart. That's why I got involved. So I'm here right now to let your listeners who were so generous with David, I'm going to. Ask them once again, let's help Loretta out. I will set up another GoFundMe page for Loretta, and let's see what we can do for her. Hopefully, we can make magic happen again.
4: Well, thank you for that, and then maybe someone else can do it for Phyllis, because we, we have two elderly women here that that are in trouble. And, and Lars, I, I just and, – and you know what? I, I didn't even get to mention this to you the other night because I've got to take a break and so Lars if you just shoot me an email I'll send you the information um what what I greatly respected about you the other night is after you started the gofundme page for david on behalf of wabc listeners you and him disagreed politically on an issue after that and and you didn't you didn't make it you didn't make it personal you didn't say because i was i was I was listening very carefully to see how you were going to handle it. You didn't mention the GoFundMe page at all. You two just disagreed on the issue, and then you moved on. And I, I greatly respected that, and, and I really do appreciate you. I really do.
2: Well, real quick, uh, David and I have become friends. I'm in Los Angeles. He's in New York. We speak about two or three times a week, and we argue <laughs> that's what we do every day we argue but i respect him he respects me and um i feel like i feel like i'm part of a family talk radio in los angeles is horrible but i feel like i'm part of a family i listen to you every night since i discovered you about 3 months ago and i i i'm just grateful to be part of your family. Thank well, you for allowing I, me to be a part of it. Thank
4: you. I, I'm grateful for you, Lars, and um and I do feel that we're one big family. And that's why uh after I heard uh Phyllis and uh Loretta situation, that's why we blew out the topic of fentanyl and everything else. Because there are some things that are bigger than the issues that are on the table uh daily and, and Lars, thank you. And and it just because I'm late for the next break. It just breaks my heart because I never thought that I would listen to a senior citizen. We, we know what goes on, but that a senior citizen tell me that she has to alternate daily on taking her medication because she can't afford it. And and that's, that's eye-opening for me, and and it's devastating for me on a personal level. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Time for a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. More of your telephone calls will go to Elmont, New Jersey, South Carolina, the Bronx, Brooklyn, and again to New Jersey. WABC. Wild video captures a rowdy New York City wolf pack trashing a Chinese restaurant. The shocking, shocking video captures the moment that a, um, a, a literally a a, a young mob violently—it's on video—trashes the Chinese restaurant in Queens over the weekend on uh one hundred and twenty seventh street. This happened uh shortly after eight fifteen PM at the uh fish village in College Park and uh one of the uh activists, the president of the Asian Wave Alliance and a co-founder of uh, place NYC wrote, We've fallen so low that there's no expectation of consequences for this horrific attack on private property, and so it, it, they they wreck tables, chairs. I mean, literally, uh, damaged tables, a, a large window, senseless destruction. You see this large group of young people walk in and they just they just destroy the uh, the restaurant. We are continuing with your telephone calls. Let's go. I'm going to go to Jacqueline in just one second. But first, let me go to Pat in New Jersey. Good morning, Pat. What's on your mind?
8: Good morning, Dominic. So grateful for your program. Um, In reference to the two ladies, one is Loretta and the other one is
7: Phyllis.
8: Phyllis, um, You know what they say, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. (laughs) And uh, sometimes you have to walk the same walk. And, And I've had a difficult walk for a couple of years and i just want to say it's not easy but you can start with your local officials i find my local senator's office the people in there can be very helpful in knowing the programs that they can sign you up for and they help you fill out the paperwork because it can be very uh, it can be overbearing and yes, but it's also I tough
4: know- if if you can't make it to the location because of your health
8: Oh, uh, okay. There, there's got to be some, especially the senior centers. They're they're all over the place. Maybe a call, and if they know you're homebound, they will come out to help you. But I know there's something called P A A D and Senior Golds. Uh, senior Golds, uh, they they have income restrictions, and I I fall into one of them myself. So it is helpful, and it's not easy and you have to just keep persevering
4: yes well thank you for that call pat in new jersey jacqueline in brooklyn good morning jacqueline what's on your mind
12: dominic good morning really quickly because there's a lot of things i want to add uh first of all i want to thank lars god bless him god bless you because if it wasn't for you none of this would have happened uh to echo what jennifer said in boston as far as ac is concerned There are programs available definitely in the city of New York, if she's in the five boroughs, that she can get some help with regard to that. Um, Food pantries. There are food pantries in every neighborhood, houses of worship, senior centers, local parishes, churches that I go to. Every week they collect food for people that live in the parish that are in need. You don't need to be of that religious affiliation or any religious affiliation, whether it's uh, Jewish, a mosque, Christian, Catholic, it doesn't matter. And as far as the medicines are concerned, the drug companies, I've seen many commercials for this. If you're having problem affording your medication, you can reach out directly to the drug companies And oftentimes they will provide the medication that you need. You may have to show proof of, you know, what your financial status is. Um, And as far as Phyllis is concerned, you know, there's Meals on Wheels available through the senior centers, Knights of Columbus, Salvation Army, local assembly people. And as far as Phyllis is concerned, I had a friend that lived in the Buffalo area in, in upstate New York. And, of course, the housing is much nicer there than it would be in the five boroughs. But... If you're in an emergency situation and you need housing, which she may be up against at some point, hopefully not, but if she is, it's like organ donation. You jump to the top of the list depending on the urgency of your need. So uh, she can reach out to uh, a a lot of the uh, organizations through, um, I don't know if she's a senior, she sounds kind of young, but she can reach out through probably uh, New York City, uh, her local assembly person, and f- find out more about that.
4: Jacqueline, thank you for providing all that information. You're always very positive, and thank you for that call. Mike in South Carolina, good morning. Mike, what's on your mind?
3: Good morning, Dominic. You know what? It doesn't surprise me that you're reaching out because that's who you are. Um, I volunteered in soup kitchens you know, many years ago uh, when I grew up in Nassau County, Long Beach, Um, We had the pleasure at the boardwalk, 60 years of being Bernard McGurk. We became friends. Um, You know, Dominic, real quick, I I always try to make it quick. You're running out of time. Um, You know what? Go fund me. I'll kick in a few bucks. You know, I did my 25 years with the MTA, and I saved a couple of uh, dead presidents. I'll kick in a few bucks, and it's heartbreaking. The last time we spoke, Dom, I spoke about our generation. We're baby boomers. And you're on the lower end of the baby boomer. I'll be 69 like Curtis is going to be. I got friends your age. And it's heartbreaking, Dom. Baby boomers. Food stamps are cut. Social Security's getting cut. Our military is homeless. And, and they're paying. Uh, and look what Adams is doing at SUNY Purchase. Isn't that nice with migrants? You know, you're just you're sickening from top to bottom. And a uh, uh, round of applause, Dom, for what you've done and continue to do. And the kid from Staten Island's on deck. The softball player. Good luck to his shelf. All right,
4: thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank yeah. you Mike. Uh, and, and I'm I'm not doing anything here, folks. It's it's the right thing to do to try and uh, and, um, and 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 help people. when you never know in life uh, what situation you may end up in ultimately and so i i do i do i'm gonna pass the information on to Lars and in one second, Frank Morano's gonna join me here, but I do folks i I read all the emails the long ones it's it's tough um um you know but but if you're sending me something nutty, then obviously I'm not gonna spend much time reading it. It's gonna go right to the trash uh folder. But I do look at every single email, and I try to do so before going to sleep. Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you. Hello, sir. Dominic. How are you, my friend? I'm well. I'm well. We'll go back to the phones in just one second, but I want you to tell me what do you have coming up? All out? right. Well, next hour we have a. Uh, by the way, thanks for the shout out from
1: Mike from South Carolina. We have a whole lot of space talk with one of our favorite guests. Uh, one of our favorite guests, Doctor Sky Steve Cates. I heard him interviewed by you when you sat in on the uh, Cats at Night show, and he's just terrific. He's terrific on anything astronomy-related. He's terrific on anything space-related, anything related to aviation. He just has such a great voice. So if people have space questions, they can call in, or aviation questions, they can call in next hour. And in the uh, second hour, we're going to talk with uh, Michael Harrison, the publisher of Talkers magazine. He has a very unique take on the revelations that have come out over this Fox News Dominion lawsuit that the commentators were saying one thing publicly and another thing privately. He, he wrote a fascinating
4: column and brought up a point
1: that I hadn't heard anybody mention. We're going to get into it.
4: So an interesting show. Before we go to the next call, I, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. So one of the hardest things for me. They say you're not supposed to eat overnight. Right. You and I work overnight. Right. And so when I get home, I always get something to eat. And they say you're supposed to stay up for three hours before going to sleep. Obviously, it's not going to work. Do you eat overnight as well? No, I, very oh, rarely. So I'm, a, I'm the only bad one. Well, no, not the only, <laughs> please. It's just, uh, it's, I,
1: I have such a wacky schedule. You know, once in a while, uh, one listener suggested, and I, uh, there is some evidence to suggest this, that having a little bit of cheese before you go to bed can help you sleep. So sometimes my, my wife gets these baby bells, which I really like. And it's like, it's basically just a little snack. And okay. maybe I'll have one of those when before I go to bed, but it's not a meal. So I, uh, I'll, I'll try to have a cutoff of uh, two hours before the show, as being maybe an hour Smart. At, if, if it's a pizza night,
4: Smart. maybe an hour before the show. Let's try and get as many calls as we can uh, in before the top of the hour. Phil in the Bronx, go right ahead, please.
3: Uh, those women that called, if they're over 66 years of age and they get Social Security and they have less than $16,000 a year income, They can call the Medicare Rights Center. You want the phone numbers?
4: Uh, Quickly, go ahead.
3: 212-869-3850 and 212-204-6258. If you qualify, they will pay your Medicare premium. You'll have that money refunded to you every month, and they'll also get you Part D free.
4: Thank you, Phil, for that. Let's go to Michael in New Jersey, who's been patiently waiting. Good morning, Michael.
3: Yeah, good morning. Uh, Eric Adams is cutting just about everything police, fire, sanitation, school teachers. But I notice there's one thing that he's not cutting. He's not cutting the illegals that are staying in the hotels. That he's not cutting. They're a no no. You're not allowed to touch them. Now, what you had said, I, I told you that Eric Adams is basically a heartless, cold-blooded, uncaring, miserable individual. And your answer to me was, that's not the Eric Adams that I know. Well, I got news for you. You never knew the real Eric Adams.
4: He played you for 30 No, years. No, no, Michael. I I, I I know the real. I, I have to cut you off because we. I've known this man for 40 years. I know Eric Adams personally. I know what he'll do, what he won't do. I know just about everything about him that's not even in the public uh, domain. Folks, coming up, Frank Marano the other side of Midnight, but first, news headlines with Alex
0: Barnard. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter.